What is going on, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdy Namacron. I'm not editing that out. That's staying in. Yeah. Oh, I know they missed us. They always miss us. Real quick, before we get into it, I just saw today on uh, Good Pods, we're charting again. Whoa. Very nice. Yes. I mean... It's not like top twenty, but we are. It's it's something. We're in the top one hundred of TV and movies. Definitely go check that shit out. I am your host, Alex, aka Snurfin. Joining me, of course, my two homies, the best buds anyone could ask for. Ryan, no accolades, synthetic. What's up? Howdy. <laughs> and of course, the man, the myth. The, the legend. legend. Garfield. Gar- Garfield. <laughs> that lasagna eating ma fucking yeah. chungus among us. Ollie, That's what a right. Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> me, just gorging. Hell yeah. While we're on the topic, real quick, do you like lasagna? I do, yeah. I, I mean, like, it's how does one not like lasagna? Well, I'll imagine it's something like this, where you try to adapt a lasagna recipe, but instead of pasta, you replace it with yam. Or was it yam? I can't remember what recipe what? I followed. It, it or, wasn't that great. Or yeah. eggplant? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't eggplant. I want to say it was like some weird variety of yam. This was when I was in Australia, and they had completely different things in the supermarket, so I was just trying out different stuff. That sounds kind of horrible. Yeah, <laughs> they don't they, they don't have pasta in Australia, Ollie. I mean, yeah, they do, but everything's expensive in Australia. It's like Vancouver, Toronto prices. Oof! You gotta Oof. do what you gotta do. Sometimes you gotta substitute noodles for yams. So be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, where do you stand on lasagna? I mean, I like normal lasagna. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! <laughs> do, do you like like lasagna with meat in it, or like that vegan lasagna that's just like spinach or something in the layers? Gross. Beyond beef or nothing, boys. Ooh, <laughs> beyond beef. Ooh. Whoa! No, no, Damn. no, no. I've never had a vegan lasagna before, and I intend to keep it that way. That's fair. Have you ever had a vegetarian lasagna? Nope. They're not bad. I'll be uh, I'll be one to say they're all right. Still pasta. Uh, but white sauce typically instead of red sauce, and then like zucchini, squash, cheese, mushrooms, peppers, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's not half bad. Yeah, that actually not half bad. Good. Does it make a proper substitute for a proper red meat sauce lasagna? Hell no, nah, nothing does. Hell <laughs> no. Nah. But like I've seen, I've seen so many different types of lasagnas out these days where it's like. It's like a chicken and cream sauce one, or like a fish and something else one, like a seafood lasagna. But can we just not fuck with lasagna? Hmm. Like, can we just let one food be the way it's supposed to be, the way the gods intended? Yeah. For fuck's sake. I will do my best to no longer ruin the sanctity of lasagna <laughs> with yams. Hey, man, if you want to continue to earn that Garfield accolade, you got to have proper lasagna. Yeah. And speaking of proper, let's get into a proper discussion. Uh, since we had to miss last week due to scheduling constraints, we've got two episodes of She-Hulk we want to touch on. Ollie, you caught up? 
Uh, I did, yeah. I realized that I got a second wind uh, when it comes to watching <clears throat> new and, I guess, TV shows I wasn't super hot on at first. Right. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but yeah, I, still I, think I, I am were, caught up. I think you were battling that delirium, sir. I could be, because I will say that my uh, impression of She-Hulk has definitely improved, especially now that I realize just how, like, meta this show is. Like, I understood <laughs> that there was a lot of fourth wall breaking when it came to the character, even in the comics. Right. It's just a different kind of meta and fourth wall breaking. So I'm enjoying it for what it is. Fair enough. Ryan, how'd your watch party go, brother? Uh... I mean, it was a short one, to be honest. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> when you don't have someone to really bounce ideas off of, I can imagine. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Hey, man, um, if I didn't have to do month end, I would have yeah, been. Yeah. No, that's okay. I mean, at least it didn't fall on the night before when neither of us would have been able to do it. So. Oh, right. That would have sucked even harder. Yeah. Oh. Fucking A. Well, Ollie, let's hear it, uh-huh. man. Episode right. two. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So, um, you know what? What stuck out to me this episode was the fact that I'm so fucking interested in what's going on with Hulk himself. Maybe we'll get <laughs> to that a little bit later. Um, but um, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to remember things chronologically. That's not really how my mind works. I just remember like certain snippets. And because I recently watched the third episode, I mostly remember that one. Okay. Um, but I will talk about um, the abomination. What was his name? Blonsky? Emil. Emil Blonsky. Emil Blonsky. That's it. <laughs> I was like, it surely is not Blomsky. That just sounds like some <laughs> short form for Blumkin or whatever. Um, so... Yes. I don't remember his character being so like aloof, but I and guess laissez faire. But yeah, oh, 10, sorry, go 15, ahead. Yeah, like 10, 15 years in prison will like do that to you, <laughs> right? And I'm curious because, like, I don't know if we want to get here again this quickly, but the end of the episode where we see that this is where it ties in to Shang Chi, right? Um. I wonder if there's going to be more to it, to to his experience in in that prison. You know, right. like his like obviously like why does Wong care about him? Like, sure, he explained it in the next episode, but still, I feel like there's more to it there. But it with this being a Disney Plus TV show and just how direct they tend to be with storylines when they try to wag something in your face and get your attention with it i'm not holding my breath that we're actually going to be uh seeing anything come of that just yet anyways but um yeah i think off the top of my head that's pretty much what i had to say um maybe i'll let one of you guys lead and then things will start coming back to me i'm also very high Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. It wouldn't be a proper show if we weren't, sir. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Episode two was is when uh, is when Jen starts at that the uh, the new law firm there. The oh man, yeah, that's called? right. Nope, I got nothing. Um, and uh, she is tasked with 
more or less heading up the uh, the the super division of things. Um, and I guess this is kind of where also she starts to lean into the whole She Hulk thing. Um, yeah, which is pretty awesome, I guess. Um, episode two, you know, it's kind of rusty in my head too. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, gets tasked with taking on Emil Blonsky's case. And I know she definitely talks to, talks to Bruce about it. And the fun part about that is, yeah, you know, they're having a conversation and all of a sudden he's like, well, yep, got stuff to talk or got shit to take care of and blah, blah, blah. And it pans out. He's on the fucking Sakaran ship. Like, like, but it looks like he was in his lab. Which was uh, yeah. which was crazy because when they're when they first started talking, that's what I thought he was. He's in his lab in Mexico oh, and they're just shooting, shooting the shit. Um, it's nice that they've they have tied in the the Ed Norton Hulk as canon, just uh, with a very cheeky nod to how Bruce yeah. has become a yeah, completely with, different person. With that comment, <laughs> like I'm literally a different person. Like, come right, on, yeah. go on the nose. That's what, that's what this show is. That's what the show is. And and I'm very much okay with that. Um, I don't. Now I'm also having having things bleed in from the third episode. <laughs> is okay. uh, I, oh yeah, go on. I was gonna say our our first we we meet Emil yep. in the second episode, right? Yeah, yeah, it's in the second episode. Um, very briefly, I guess. While they kind of discuss the case, discuss the case. Yeah. Um, I thought he was funny. Now I'm wondering, like. Is Marvel doing this thing now where they're starting to not take their movies all that seriously and everything's just going to be a comedy? Same with their shows. Because, I mean, with the exception of... I'd say Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That one was pretty... That was pretty fucking hardcore. uh, With some levity woven in between it. Everything else has been pretty pretty comedy-driven. Yeah, I get right. uh, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe roll that one back one more. I don't think the Eternals was was a comedy. That was definitely more dramatic. Yeah, yeah, experience. that's true. And well, still, depends if you're in the boat of you liked it or not, or thought it was a complete joke of a movie. But yeah, right. I liked it. Yeah, and still, uh, dead celestial hanging out of our planet, and no one said anything. Well, see, I got two things to say about She Hulk in relation to the rest of the MCU. There. Um, so it really seems like with these three episodes, she she's connected quite a few MCU like I don't know properties like things together. Right. So in because in this episode, obviously, obviously the whole thing is that it's bringing the the Hulk um, kind of background stuff into uh, the MCU again because we haven't right. had anything Hulk centered since maybe uh, was it the second Avengers movie where he. Um, was that when he kind of rampaged and the Hulk Buster suit yeah. was taken yes. out? Yeah. Yep. So at the end um, of that movie, he takes the ship from Sokovia, and that's when he ends up on Sakaar. Yeah. Was it all the way back then? Yeah, that's yes, right. Because I remember those. I remember those Chris Hemsworth like promo videos with his roommate in Australia, where it was like a two-year hiatus, and he was talking about 
Thor uh, Ragnarok or whatever and being like, it's coming, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, but anyway, so we're, we're getting that. We're getting Abomination. And then in episode three, we're getting like as guardians and um now <laughs> yeah. shang chi is connected because of abomination and am i right in remembering that um shang chi must have happened is happening at the same time as episode two of she hulk or was that a video that leaked like well after shang chi happened see ryan and i were talking about this the other day and we're th- thinking that this is an event that happens like what a couple of months maybe yeah like weeks weeks to months max so like a few weeks kind of thing but like relatively recent i would say within six months easily but we don't know any like we have no confirmation on time exactly so what what i find curious is that this is starting to kind of connect different properties and then case in point again the whole um hulk being in the lab on a sakarian ship the very same one that shot at them on the road in the first episode well i guess like model same model not the same ship um uh, so now we're getting back to sakar i'm assuming like it, there's a reason it's a sakarian ship you know um and we know that valkyrie is no longer in sakar so there must be something else like the grandmaster but that's bringing him back to Sakar, but he seemed pretty cheerful. Like he was going for business or pleasure kind of thing rather than anything else. Maybe it's something comedic and he literally goes back to Sakar just for that, like Hulk festival that was going on. <laughs> and um, it's in later episodes of she Hulk, we're probably going to see them call every few episodes. And then he's going to be in a different event where he's being fed grapes and he's you know having palm uh palm branches like blown in his general direction (laughs) i like i kind of feel like that's where it's going to go with it and it's not going to be anything crazy he's just taking a vacay you know getting that um he's all about vacation on sakar the fucking dumping grounds (laughs) of the universe i know like you would think an avenger is kind of against the whole like let's enslave people just for entertainment kind of thing whoa, whoa. <laughs> i don't like that word the I s mean, word neither with jobs. Te- technically it was an <laughs> e word but yeah i mean neither do they right being in that position <laughs> like obviously they want to get out and leave um that's why korg was so excited to hear about a hammer taking you off like um hammer? yeah it's like oh my god your hammer takes you off or <laughs> pulls like, you off pulls you off that was it yeah oh my gosh your hammer <laughs> and, pulls you off and he's like no no i i fly <laughs> um so anyways what i kind of wanted to get into with his lab being on the sakarian ship in episode one he said that um tony helped him set up bases like all over the place during the blip right so all of this must have happened in those five years. So, um, yeah, like they must have done something in space during those that blip. Like I feel that they might, it might have been useful not just for the suspense of Endgame coming out a year later and finding out what happened after the snap, but 
also just to write in whatever the fuck they wanted as if to almost replenish um the lore within the current mcu without actually having to build that up you know right so i feel like we're gonna slowly start to get into things where it's like oh yeah that that's been a thing for a while we're not even gonna like mention or talk about it or whatever you know it's just they're trying to do better with the world building and i feel like she hulk is doing that and that's kind of like the point of the show because she's connecting all these dots across the current mcu and just trying to ground it and i think it you know it's parallel with the character because she herself is not someone who wants to necessarily be a hulk or a hero even though that's what everyone's plan or expectation is of her um so i think the themes are kind of mimicking each other so it's very clear to see the direction the show is is taking i guess right where we will end up i don't really necessarily know just yet uh, i'm sure it has to do with uh abomination like that's kind of my my thinking right now of course. um but yeah so anyways yeah I, I think it's very interesting that that uh she hulk is is the show to do this and i wonder like what eventual end game that it's going to have on the mcu right i think there's also an interesting contrast between and we do we do get a bit of that in the first episode where we, we see the dichotomy between bruce's experience as a hulk versus jen's experience as a hulk where he was an outcast he had to run away from everything the people he loved his family so so on and so forth and then you have this contrast of jen who is very close with her family you know, and, you know, has a family dinner and she's got the stoner brother or whatever named Chad, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I laughed. Susan said Chad. I'm like, yep. Oh, he's definitely Chase. a fucking I think Chad. it was Chase. Was it Chase? But yeah, something. It it something Cha. It's something with name. a Cha. Yeah. Could have just been Cha. Let's call him Cha. Cha. Cha, bra. Cha. Um, <laughs> um, and knowing that she has. The, more or less a, a close-knit community of people she can fall back on or rely on like her her uh not secretary her her clerk her legal clerk is like one of her best friends yeah um Quite and you know really like annoying. She's, yeah, she's she's a little out there um but like i said like she's she's got people that that surround her whereas bruce didn't bruce had to do almost everything on his own and it wasn't until joining the avengers he, he finally had a family and even then you still got that feeling of he was still an outcast he still distanced himself um except for the time that he had with tony but that all happened during the blip i'm wondering are we gonna see any of that see now that you brought it up i'm curious i i don't know if i'm mixing up the um eric banna hulk in my mind whatever happened to the the chick the daughter of the general betty yeah who the fuck knows yeah okay because i was gonna Not say like like he doesn't worry about her even after the fucking snap like you know betty fucking <laughs> ross yeah like but I mean, he he cut ties right and the thing is i don't think we knew prior to this <clears throat> that 
the the Ed Norton Hulk was going to be canon. I don't think we knew at all prior to this. I think we just assumed that he had a different Hulk story um, going through it because they didn't they didn't touch base on his past at all. Yeah, that's true. They, they he just kind of briefly talked about it. The most that we got to see was his isolation in India way back in the first Avengers when Nat goes after him. Yeah, and uh, we don't have anything prior to that or beyond that, and so yeah. I don't even think like they don't even they don't even mention Betty, and I can't remember. I'm trying to think of that that uh, scene in uh, in Age of Ultron where they're at um, they're at uh, Barton's house, and they've had a shower and they're cleaning up or whatever, and they're talking about their current relationship, how it may or may not work. And I don't, I don't think he mentioned having that past experience. So, like, learning now that this is all canon, this this now drives. Now that you brought it up, this drives the question of what happened to Betty Ross, and is that going to be something we learn or we see? Is that going to pop up? Probably not in She Hulk because it doesn't make sense to do so. But in in future Hulk properties. Yeah, and like she'll probably be recast at the very least. Yeah, Liv Tyler is not exactly looking as young as she used to. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Um, yeah, like I kind of feel like okay, t- take it like this: with all the little bits and pieces we've had of uh, Bruce Banner's character in the MCU. I feel he's been one of, if not the most <clears throat> underdeveloped character, like ever. Like, sure, on on the surface, you know, Hulk is just Hulk smash. Like he says it himself. Like, if they had just done Hulk like they did with the first two Avengers movies, then maybe people wouldn't have been interested in that. Like, it it doesn't seem like a very two dimensional. Like, you know, it's not more than a one dimensional character is maybe right. what they were thinking. And so they're they're now taking Hulk away from that. And I don't know. I know we talked about our theories or, or hopes that Planet Hulk or World War Hulk will happen. But I'm kind of getting the vibe that if they were going to do that with Hulk, um, it, like now's the best time to start. And, you know, I I really hope that we do get that Hulk again. Because man i don't know i feel like i'm flip-flopping because i know last episode we all talked about how this show could totally lead into uh, bruce banner's fall from grace kind of thing and we also we had also talked about how we were wondering whether or not bruce was going to be a part of this show or if he was going to be dotted in a little bit and then completely forgot about yeah which could be the direction they're taking yeah, I kind of think he's going to be dotted in a little bit. Will they completely forget about him? I don't know. I think he's going to still come back to influence the story somehow. Perhaps. Ryan, you want to you wanna weigh in on this? I mean, to be honest, I really don't think he's going to come back. I think <clears throat> at most we'll get like one or two more phone calls where they just like have a maybe two-minute discussion. And uh, I think that the only time that we're going to see him again in the foreseeable future is going to be an end credit scene to a movie. And whenever they decide to announce a standalone movie with him or 
a movie that he just happens to be another like cameo type character in right yeah like what, are your, what are your thoughts on uh, on betty roth <laughs> to be honest i don't give a fuck i don't <laughs> care if she comes back at all well i see... feel like she's such a worthless like completely pointless character at this point in in hulk's like development right. that there is no need to have her back yeah, that, that's yeah. fair <clears throat> and kind of natasha kind of filled that role for him throughout you know like with the whole um lullaby i guess he called it um Mm -hmm. like obviously they had a very strong connection and he's all forgotten about betty like we all did like they made that movie canon but why because they literally just could have been like oh hey hulk like you know, like, did they, did it really need explanation? It could have just been S.H.I.E.L.D. had trapped this dude who could turn into Hulk and, like, come up with a story just as similar as his. But instead, they bring back the same General Ross to even, like, he was in Civil War, was he not? And then, yeah, and, and Emil so. Blonsky. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess the only instance in which Betty as a character has any remote value as far as I'm concerned is the event in which Hulk takes full control again. But aside from that, like, there there isn't a need for that. There is no longer any need for the tension between Bruce and the military. We've already moved far past this point in his story. We've also moved far past the point in which he relies on other people to bring him as Bruce back to the world uh, out of Hulk. We're, We're far beyond both of these things, which is truly the only purpose that Betty ever served in the comics, as far as I know. She was also the Harpy or Harpy. I don't know what that is. That um, was created by Modoc um, under under AIM. Apparently, Betty had some sort of condition, and Modoc took advantage of it and created a creature powerful enough to defeat Hulk. And he infused a whole bunch of gamma radiation into her, making her into this harpy, where she's <laughs> like, all she's right. all green with like wings, and she's got like bird fur from. Whoa! Pretty much okay. the neck down. Wild. That's well, yeah. maybe they can't do that unless she also has genetics that can process gamma radiation. Now. Well, I mean, if we know Modok is coming to the MCU, he's going to yeah. be in in uh, Ant Man. Yeah. This is a possibility. I'm not saying that this is a hard possibility, but yeah, it's a possibility yeah, I... nonetheless. I see the connection. Such a weird way for them to take his storyline. Like everybody is thinking that it's World War Hulk. And this is kind of like the expectation that everybody has for the character, given that, like Ollie said, they have done virtually nothing with him. Right. And if they give us that, I feel like people are going to be real upset. Yeah. Like the the reaction people have had to Modoc being revealed alone is bad enough. That I think if he is made the main villain of a standalone Hulk movie, people are going to be upset. Without oh, a yeah. doubt. 
Apparently, also in comics, she became Red She-Hulk. Oh, nice. Didn't know that was a thing. Didn't I know mean, that was a thing it, either. I'm learning I know this there's right like... now. <laughs> wow. I, I know like a little bit of trivia from uh, the second Avengers was that they were supposed to make Hulk... When he was angry, he was supposed to be like Grey Hulk or whatever, because he was mind controlled by Wanda at the time, and just made into a, like a rage guy. And Red Hulk is General Ross. Um, it, like I feel like there's Hulk's like the Green Lanterns. He's like there's so many different colors <laughs> to the guy. There's probably like a yellow and brown Hulk as well. I know there's like other Hulk family like characters like there's a bomb and i don't know if you guys ever heard of hulk and the agents of smash or whatever i don't know if that's just like the show or that's actually like something from the comics but there were a bunch of them i just can't remember like anyone other than a bomb and red hulk i've never seen the show but i have seen it on disney plus and like the marvel section before yeah i used to actually watch it like years and years ago not that it's that old, I think, but yeah, I just don't remember a single thing about it. It was very much like turn it on, put it on in the background because I was curious. The humor was kind of all right, but I think that was only because I was high. And it's definitely more of like a <laughs> younger generation show for sure. Right. I was fucking high, man. <laughs> I was high. That's my defense for what is, everything. What is, what is that called? Hulk and the, would you say the Hulk Legion and the of Agents Smash, of Smash. Agents, Agents of Smash. Smash. Whoa, Legions, Legion makes him sound evil. Agents is like CIA. They're the good guys, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Agent Smith <laughs> was not a good guy. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Agent Smith. Mr. <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> Damn, that's a here's good a, here's a Here's a hot take. A hot coming okay. at you. It's not even, even close to... There's no fucking way they do this, but you know me. I like to throw the weird shit out there. What you got? Okay, so. Hit me with it. We know Banner's going back to Sakaar. For what, we don't know. We know MODOK is going to be a part of the MCU, and he's going to be in Ant-Man, which is the next movie after um, Wakanda, correct? I believe so. So that's upcoming shit. and We know how Marvel likes to start planting early devices um, to, to further their agenda in later movies. And we know that there's yeah. always big gaps in between. Like, let's, let's, let's say that this is the last we saw of Bruce. He fucks off to Sakaar, and we don't see him for the rest of this series. We may not see him for a couple of movies, or we may not even see him for an entire fucking phase. Because, like, say. Yeah. how much time had passed between Age of Ultron and <coughs> Ragnarok. Like, a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, There's I, a bunch I, of movies in between that. Pretty sure it was, like, two or three years in between. Right. Like we, so we didn't get Hulk at all. <clears throat> here's my hot take. a lot more than that. But it, anyway, continue, Alex. Here's, here's, here's my hot take. And this is how Planet Hulk and or World War Hulk is going to start. Ooh. Bruce fucks off to Sakaar. Little does he know, Modok is on Sakaar. Modok has captured Betty Ross and has turned her into Harpy. They tussle. And then through Disney slash Marvel magic, 
she all of a sudden remembers who she is. Her and Hulk fall back in love. Obviously, they fuck. I don't want to get that image in my head, though, because it's <laughs> fucking whatever. They have their son, Scar. And then that's what fucking spins out Planet Hulk slash World War Hulk. Okay, I'll add on to that. So all we need is a way for Modoc to be motivated to target Hulk. And we already know that he's an Ant-Man. So maybe Modoc's mom is also named Hulk and Ant-Man says something about Hulk. And then he goes, what did you say? And then there's I don't like your theory. Fucking just <laughs> Batman versus Superman bullshit. I don't know. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> shut that down right now. I might, I might even edit that out. I don't know yet. <laughs> oh my god. Bad take, Ollie. Bad take. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? You from the underside. You think it's possible? I mean, hey, like if it happens, that's a that's a good prediction. You I, I'm going to say I don't think it's going to happen. You. Oh, no, definitely I'm gonna, not. I'm bowing right now. Thank you. <laughs> We're but, talking I mean, about my prediction, Ollie. Not you. Just, <laughs> <nonetheless. Let me laughs> <have this. laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah like, sorry. <clears throat> I was going to say, yeah, I don't, I don't really think that that could possibly happen at all. But I just... After reading all this stuff and see and like putting things together, I just thought I'd throw a wild theory out there. Now, yeah. do know, should this theory come to pass and it becomes a reality, we have documentation <laughs> like we always of, do, yeah. Of of yep. of greatness, and then we're gonna put that all over the internet and we're gonna get real famous. And then everybody's gonna wanna listen to us. Cause they're like those guys, they fucking predicted that shit. Yeah. Kevin Feige's going to call us. And you're going to cameo as some multiverse Hulk. I mean, Ryan <laughs> will be playing different versions of Scar, your son. Or your wife. <laughs> Betty Ross. <laughs> I mean, Ryan's got the hair. He could probably Betty Ross. All right, definitely, then I'll be Scar. Definitely. You can be Scar. I don't know who in their right mind would ever cast me as a Bruce Banner slash Hulk. I'm... I'm... <laughs> Not even remotely in shape. If you're like, they're going to cast you as the blob, I would have been like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Is there actually a Marvel character called the blob? Can you Google that right now? Yeah, he's a, he's a X-Men villain. Yeah, he's in uh, he's, he's literally in the, in the Sony X-Men movies. He's in the Wolverine movie? Like, which one? Yeah. Like, the uh, Wolverine? The one, with, the one with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, the bad uh, one. There's two technically right the no. the one that was right the, the one yeah origins because mm-hmm. origins. he the dude that's the blob ends up being one of the guys that was on the like strike team with logan before will i he am got metal claws no no he was like the black guy in, in that squad no 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 he was like a russian or like like ukrainian or something dude. oh yeah yeah, he was like okay. his wife's Frederick and... Dukes. Frederick Dukes. <laughs> Frederick Dukes me. What? <laughs> Sounds like a sentence, but yeah, okay. So weird dude, but it's a real character, yeah. No, oh, no way. Yeah, blob. Just blob. Not the blob, just blob. <laughs> Hello, I am blob. That's like how people say like bird as borb or burb sometimes. People say Sa- that? 
Huh. Sometimes. That's, that's ridiculous. Unironically, I'm sure. <laughs> Whoa. This is a PG-13. No, this is, is PG. This is PG, sir. It's not. And if that's what you're looking for, it's you should not. find a new podcast to come <laughs> Okay. Well, anyways, going back to what you were saying earlier about, like, the there being a huge hiatus between seeing like Hulk again. Yeah. I kind of feel like I, I didn't look at the exact dates that all the next movies come out till 2025. So I don't know if there's like a gap where there could be a movie. Cause they'll do like what for a year or something. Uh, and then the TV shows on top of that. Um, it, like they didn't even announce fantastic four yet. We know that's coming. And does blade even have a release date either? Yes. Blade is releasing on my birthday next year. Next year? Yeah, we, like, uh, we as talked in about 2023. November third, twenty twenty three. Shit, I totally thought it was like twenty twenty four kind of thing. If anything, huh? No, sir. I mean, it might get pushed because it'd be too good to be true to come out on my birthday. <laughs> well, I feel like the way Marvel does things is they always have something in development. Like what they did with captain marvel is they delayed that but they just swapped dates with ant-man and so that was supposed to come out before ant-man well i would prefer if they didn't i would prefer you, you're gonna get captain, it on gonna my get birthday marvels on your birthday i don't want the marvels on my birthday <laughs> fuck the marvels well, that's all you get at least i get wakanda forever the day before my birthday yeah and you know what they're gonna delay that Fuck you. Yeah. Well, that's that. Right. That's how that feels. I want. I want my fish man. <laughs> it's Namor the Submariner, not fish I wonder, man. I wonder if they'll like actually use that as his full title in the movie, or like find a way to joke <clears throat> title him that or something. I hope so, because then it'll shut down everybody who keeps trying to call him the Submariner. <laughs> he's he's gonna I, I i want them to spoof the opening scene of aquaman and like where he goes in the submarine is that that's the opening scene right yeah with the sub yeah yeah yeah, yeah they need to well, spoof that sort of. they need to spoof that and just be like the submariner and they're like no the submariner or just something like that i think that'd be uh, from Perfect. what I've from what I've gathered in in trailers, um, it's looking like uh, Namor's people are gonna take after like an ancient um, Latin American thing, like a, like an Aztec or a, or a, a yeah. A I think they did they not already announce the the new name change of the like country or at the atlantis they come from because i thought they changed that as well i heard I'm like it's certain it if... actually i think it actually has like an aztec sounding name but i don't know if necessarily they're supposed to be modeled after aztecs or just like the mayan group in general because the mayans were like a very diverse group of many different um groups i guess and aztecs were fairly recent in history so I mean, but yeah, right. your the mind obviously goes to Aztec with the kind of um, outfits and the style they had. Right, it's very ancient civilization looking. Uh, I mean, I guess no no more different than than the people of Wakanda. 
but yeah. I think uh, I think the well, for the for lack of whatever, <clears throat> pardon me, whatever the new uh, place name is the uh, the Atlanteans. I think the Atlanteans as well as the Wakandans may or may not have actually shared tech across one another's uh, time frame. Well, yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering if if um, Namor and his people have their own kind of vibranium esque source of something. I imagine they probably do. I mean, it was a yeah. it was a big asteroid that hit the Earth, right? Who's yeah, to like, say some didn't chunk off into the ocean? Yeah, and already in the trailers, it does look like they're not going. They're not going to go the route that Aquaman did with the Atlanteans, where they have the bubble around them to speak or whatever. And then I think eventually they did they drop the bubble, um, or just not use it as much, and they can still speak underwater, but it's not as nice, whatever. Um, because they have those, um, like scuba gear, like helmet things, uh, or was it like a helmet and more just like a mouthpiece? Like you well, saw that, that was, in the trailer. That was that was... the Wakandans? I'm not certain. Yeah. You know me, I, I barely pay attention to trailers when I do see them. So, right. um, but yeah, so it does look like there's at this point. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it but it does look like there's going to be some kind of tech like that. Like I, I just get the vibe like, Oh, I don't yeah. know. And time will tell for that one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, getting, getting back to She-Hulk, before She-Hulk. We, we, we get to a little too, a little way too off topic. Yes, chef. Um, <laughs> don't call me chef. <laughs> sorry i've been i've been watching the bear i don't know if you guys heard of that show i've it's been it has been recommended to me by like three different people who all either have worked or still work in that industry um i'm i'm getting there i gotta it's i'll I'll bring myself to it eventually get there but yeah let's go back to she hulk she hulk um I thought uh, since we've kind of like been swapping back and forth between two and three, I think episode three was pretty fucking cool. Um, it was very funny, actually. <clears throat> Pardon me, Jesus Christ! I don't know where all this flagum is coming from. One sec. <clears throat> Forgive me, people listening. Um, I do not. Well, you're not listening. You're participating. You're a participant. <laughs> I know. Not a That's what I was gonna go with it. Continue, um, sir. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty, pretty funny episode um, with the whole the whole shape shifting. Yeah, Runa. Elven I think her thing. name was Runa. Either well, Runa she was or Guardian. Luna. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, she was. Like that. Uh, she was a light elf. A light elf. Oh, from New Asgard. From yeah, from New Asgard. That was it. Um, which is fucking hilarious. And uh, was I was I to understand that that dude that guy was one of Jen's exes, or did they just work together? They just worked. I think he was her boss. No, I got the vibe uh, that, um, yeah, I'm he was the guy that sure. fired her in the bar on the first episode. So I think that he was her boss, and that he's just a big like idiot kind of thing. Ryan, you said something. Yeah, like I, I think Ollie's right. He's just meant to be the the idiot character of the office. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, 
Yeah, and the whole Megan the Stallion thing. I thought that was pretty yeah. funny. Nice touch. She's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you you thought she was Megan the Stallion? Like yeah. <laughs> I, I just like, oh my god, I love that scene where she was just like digging into the wound there, making fun of him. And it was good to see Wong finally. We've all we've seen him in the trailers for so yes. long. Yes. And um I mean it was funny that he was fucking like super late for his court appearance but i'm wondering like is there more to that was there what 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 was going on in the background that he was so late for his court appearance well he is like the i get that he's the sorcerer supreme yeah the sorcerer the master of the mystic arts and he's gotta be everywhere at once accolades gotta be um gotta be there i guess uh, but I'm wondering if maybe we, that's something we'll we'll touch base on, or if it's just a was just a, a a plot device. It could be. I kind of took it as like so. I, I remember Wong having a few jokes across the movies he's appeared in, but I feel like his character was completely different in this uh, case. Like he he was 100% just like. I don't even know what character MCU or not to compare him to, but he reminded me of somebody um, that I I'm picturing in my head. I, I can't put words in my mouth, um, but he just seemed like plausible deniability. The embodiment of that he was. Sure. Yeah. He was just like quipping left and right and like, you know, tapping his nose, like, sure, we'll, we'll keep magic as the plan B <laughs> option here. And like I, I feel like seeing that and seeing Blonsky's character change from what we've seen them previously, I like I feel like that's kind of what people's issue has been with this phase of the MCU with um with the latest Thor movie in particular. Um, so like it kind of took me out and I think that's pretty much all it is, is his, the whole him being late. It was just part of the humor of it. Like, I don't think, I don't think we're going to get anything into that. Fair enough. I mean, it, it got me thinking. It was because like, I knew that it was, you know, a funny instance that she would have to go through all these other people and it definitely moved the story along. But I was like, what is Wong doing right now that he can't instantly show up? give his testimony and then peace out. But that, clearly, that, that's just me. Clearly he's running two different social media accounts because somehow he's a librarian in Nepal and um, fucking what was his thing in New York? I can't remember, but when, um, when Sorcerer her Supreme and yeah. master of the mystic arts, is that what he was on Twitter or whatever? When yeah. the paralegal yeah. friend brought it up. Yeah. So, uh, but like his librarian thing in Nepal, that's also true, right? Because he, he was there at the monastery or whatever it was. Right. In, the, in, uh, yeah. in Comertage. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, dudes obviously like has to have a presence now that <laughs> their existence isn't as secret anymore. Right. Um, but yeah, I just loved how he just like slunk away as soon as they were like, "Okay, so you are to blame that he broke out of prison. You know that is a crime, right?" It's like, "Yeah, that, that's my cue." <laughs> like, yeah, get and the it just, fuck out of here. Pieces out. Yeah, peace. Like, um, yeah. I think it's I think it's funny that Emil has his what did he call them? His soulmates. Yeah, like nine of them just, or whatever. 
this fucking harem of women. I mean, yeah, I feel like that was a quip because that happens to all the incarcerated serial killers um, that are in like... They just have this cult following of women who are madly in love with them. Yeah, it, it, it attracts like... I guess unstable people. What else do you call yeah. them? Because why would you be into that? Into that? But um, I think for a certain point, um, Charles Manson was getting married or dating different women in prison every X amount of years to the point where I think they denied him to be able to like go on furlough to get married if that was even a thing. Eventually, they just like told him like enough is enough. Like you got to stop doing that. Um, and if, yeah, if I know enough about different serial killer documentaries, it, it's always like a thing with them that they'll get like, um, people giving them like love mail and whatever, and it happens. So that's I feel that. like that's, that's what that was, unless it's gonna, I don't know if the amount of them is any kind of connection to anything in the comics and is kind Fair of enough. like a nod or a hint, but yeah. Fair enough. Well, Ryan, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts since Ollie and I have pretty much been talking for the last 50 minutes. Yeah, hmm. let's tear the show in a new hole. Come on, Ryan. Let's see what you got. You guys want it? You guys really want it? Because I will slap it, it on me. Let's I will go. fucking give it to you guys. Um, yeah. Episode two. Uh, I mean, I didn't mind it from the, especially like the second half of the episode. Basically, from the moment you see Bruce in the ship onwards, I thought was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Then you really hit all your highs from that point. You get Bruce going to Sakar. You get the uh, Emil Blonsky case. You get the Shang-Chi reference. Like all these things very quickly, one after another, as it was a very short episode. The first like 15 minutes of that episode, however, I thought were pretty awful. The- <laughs> I did like the one joke that they made at the very beginning uh, when she got fired and then the title screen like rolled after the credits and it was uh, She-Hulk attorney at law and then they cut it out and it was She-Hulk attorney for hire. Right. I did yeah. like that. Bit. But the fact that the rest, the next 15 minutes of the show focused on that exact bit was so frustrating to me. It was unbelievably hard for me to watch that. Is our entire family was just like the group of the most unlikable characters I have seen <laughs> on TV. On it's, that, we agree. It's just to <laughs> <Yeah>. emphasize. <laughs> it's just to emphasize just how different they are than from everybody else. Even like not even including that she's already a fucking Hulk. Yeah, and I get that. Like they're they're trying to show that like this whole family is very. Um, like I, I don't know how to put yeah i guess so <laughs> and they're, they're all very like high strung and they're all i guess at their own respective heights on the totem pole of uh that is the fucking spectrum basically is what they gave us with that scene like right in in the most mild and family friendly way possible they said hey these 10 people are all varying degrees of autistic. Let's see what fucking happens when we put them in a pot together. Fair and I, I thought that it was hard as fuck to watch. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I, mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Ollie, what like, you say? 
no, I was just gonna say like I agree to a certain extent, um, but like I I, I cringed a little bit because they were like kind of a yeah a cringy family, but they were a cringe family. There there are no two ways about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, like I don't yeah, know. So uh, like <laughs> I guess I'll I'll provide a little context here in saying that I'm really not a fan of comedy shows. I have a very uh, a very hard time actually enjoying comedy in most cases. Even stand-up, I'm not a big fan of a large oh. majority of the time. I do like comedy, but I yeah. feel like presented in most mainstream forms of media, you really can't actually provide good comedy. And uh, I, I think this is something that we'll probably get into a little later. But I think that Marvel's comedy-centered focus on their movies and TV right now is uh, an appeal to a large group, uh, which is either a young demographic or an old demographic, where these jokes are going to really, like, all of them are going to more or less hit their mark because they're extremely safe jokes. They're nothing, like, they're nothing special. You wouldn't hear these jokes in anything, like, rated above something meant for preteens yeah right like these are all pg-13 and below i got two things to say about that if i can Mm. um so first of all i didn't know that necessarily about you that like it's hard for you to enjoy comedy i was gonna say before you said the stand-up part is that's exactly how i am with stand-up i cannot laugh at stand-up you could say like the funniest fucking joke but like people have shown me who they think is funny, like Dave Cook, Russell Peters. Um, you know, I've even tried watching people that I do like in TV <laughs> shows, like Bob Odenkirk, and mm-hmm. uh, and his stand up, and like I just can't. But provide that in like a sitcom setting, like not a laugh track. I don't like ninety percent of laugh track comedies, but like <laughs> agreed. Like yeah, like it's always sunny. Like I can laugh at that. It, like I, I need situational comedy. You know, it, it can't just be like somebody telling jokes. Like I I can't get that. So the thing with I feel you on that. The thing with it's always sunny though is it's dark. It is a dark yeah. comedy. Well and I, I think that speaks to us. I think it resonates yeah, more. I, with I us do than like that show. It is one of the few well, like sitcom type comedy shows that I actually really enjoy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and the other thing that I wanted to say um is that I kind of feel like <clears throat> these TV shows are trying to hit different demographics for sure, like going off of what you were saying. So the way I see this show and it's become more clear to me is that I feel like they're relying on this kind of humor maybe because they're expecting free marketing through either controversy or like TikTok. Things that are very like short me- short-term memory um like case in point after that episode aired um I already saw like 20 different um memes made from the the end credit scene of episode three, like the twerking right. with Megan, the stallion mm-hmm. like photoshopped onto the Joker stairs from Hoakin Phoenix's movie and like other like places. And it's just like, it's blown up like how memeable this is. So I, I feel that this show is kind of um, trying to hit that like TikTok age demographic where people are just trying to like meme the shit out of this. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I want to get to that point a little later as well, because I do have some things to say and kind of like build off of that. Um, once once I get there anyway, and uh, yeah, you got to build yourself I up. still have all of episode three, boys. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I got the whole thing. So I fucking hated this episode. I thought oh. it was terrible on par, if not worse than Miss Marvel episode six. Damn, son. Okay, okay. At at this point, me and Ryan, for these first three episodes, are like <laughs> that. Um, uh, that that picture of like the two people driving in the opposite direction from uh, I don't know what that show, Umbrella Academy, was season two of Umbrella Academy, where like Ellen Page is like looking at the window at the Elliot younger kid. Page. Well, now Elliot Page in season two, I guess. Yeah. I don't really know how that works. Okay, Elliot Page, yeah, um, was looking at. I don't know the name of that the actor who plays number five in the show, but they're like looking at each other, and we're just going opposite directions with this. Like, I started like <laughs> hating this show, and now I'm like enjoying it, and I feel like Ryan enjoyed it at least a bit more. Episode one, and it's just going downhill from there. <laughs> this is true. I, I I am feeling this so far. Like, I did think I was really happy with what episode one did, not because I thought it was particularly good, but because I thought it was better than what they've been doing. And episode two had some cool things sprinkled in amongst the rest of what I didn't enjoy. And episode three was basically everything I didn't enjoy about episode two. So I think, uh, like, just to start off, I really didn't think that any of the actual joke bits got it. Like, they, they didn't they didn't do it for me. The only one that I kind of enjoyed was the Asgardian, like, elf shapeshifter woman. So yeah. that was kind of funny. Like, yeah. she impersonates the judge and then gets, like, seven years in prison for it. And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, Dude, fuck I you. Was, I think it was just sixty days in like juvie or something ridiculous. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, like it was. I guess it, I, if I'm. Yeah, I think you're right. It was something like pretty minor. I don't think it was nearly as severe as what I was saying. But um, aside from that, I think that that entire storyline was just awful. I hated that they had that like that second storyline going adjacent to the first. Because I think it took away from the original storyline. And I also think that that secondary plot was just not well done. That was probably the most hated character in the show, I would argue. That that dude, that guy that was being represented for thinking that this was a real... Did Megan he not play right. a really hated character in the other TV show that he was in? I remember him from somewhere. I want to say well, it was... The lawyer- Lawyer was a guy from Arrow. He was like one of his oh. villains. Oh, he was. Was he the vigilante? The yeah, or yeah, he no, was. He was that was politician they had in like season six. That everyone was like, he's the vigilante. I think that was him. I, I'd have to look. I don't remember exactly. It's been a while, but I, I think he was like maybe season three or four or something. Um, but I don't know who. Like I, the guy that he was representing the. Uh, I don't know what he's been from or in, or I, I don't recognize the dude, but I just really don't like him. I don't like his character at all. And I think that it was a very interesting decision for them to dedicate half this episode to exactly how stupid he was and just like seemingly intentionally frustrate the viewer. Right. In the meantime, while we're actually getting like main story beats, 
uh, as she is, you know, setting up her case to defend Emil um, and, you know, get his side of the story and all of that. Um, I think that the setup was pretty decent. I liked when she was talking with Wong about, like, uh, coming to the trial and, you know, clearing Emil and all of that. But as right. soon as the trial started is where I started is where I think that it started to go downhill. Um, Alex, were you going to say something there? No, I was just saying, right. It was just agreeing. Hmm. Um, so once the trial starts, <clears throat> it just like for a character that we saw, especially in the first episode, you know, being very, very forward about the fact that, you know, she doesn't need people to explain her job to her and she doesn't like she's, you know, all these things did a very poor job of handling herself in an actual court case. Like every time she would go to make a statement or stand up from her table, she would fumble. She would mess around with her belongings. She would, um, you know, stutter her words, all of these things. Like obviously right. they were intentionally put in there, but it really like to me it begs the question why are we trying to push this character that is apparently so strong and good at what she does when she cannot do her one job that she had before well right and she like, was previously the deputy district attorney right like that scene i i feel like she as a character and everything could be so well written in comparison to this and I, I felt so heavily that these law scenes and the courtroom scenes of this show were going to be its weakest suits, regardless of the fact that I think that should be the focus. I had a feeling that it was going to be its absolute weakest point. And I stand by that after episode three. I think that it was the weakest point and it took away from what was originally a really cool moment of, you know, seeing a meal back and having it connect to other pieces of the MCU was immediately ruined by the fact that this character who is a lawyer is just not capable of doing her job. Like it, it just, to me, it reinforces the whole thing that she was saying about herself, that the only reason she got that position is because she is She-Hulk. Right. And it's weird that they would put something like that in a show that is, you know, trying to represent and push strong female characters, which I think is completely fine. But when they go and backtrack on themselves the very next episode, it defeats the purpose, in my opinion. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. So, yeah, I would got? say that kind of <laughs> concludes my uh, what my thoughts of these last uh, two episodes there. Again, I really didn't, I didn't mind the second half of episode two, but for me, I think the, the biggest difference is that the comedy just didn't hit for me in the episode three. And I really disliked that end credit scene. It felt like such a shameless, like plug for a celebrity. Right. It was and so weird. It came across in, like uncomfortable to me. Oh, uncomfortable for me as well. And I was like, I get that. I get that Megan the Stallion was named, and I imagine they probably had to do something for that. They couldn't just pick a random celebrity. Or maybe they had a fucking list of celebrities, uh, and she's the only one that agreed. I actually think it's kind of a mixture of both. I think that she wanted to do this. 
I think that her team probably set this up and said like, this is what you have to do to have her in the show is play her songs like this amount of time this often in this episode and have her appear for this amount of time, have her deliver this amount of lines. And that's probably like, it was probably her management team that got this whole deal set up and they just shoehorned it into the show. That's why I I think that that's literally the entire purpose of that B storyline was to shoehorn her into this show. Oh yeah. I definitely see that perspective for sure. Like I kind of took things at face value this episode. I felt like this episode really solidified the fact that they're literally just fucking memeing. This whole show is just memeing and fourth wall breaking. And that's, that's their fourth wall break. I bet you like, a lot of this stuff doesn't even like matter in the grand scheme of things. They're just doing what family guy does with their like asides and like having this little scene play out, except they're having it like in she hulks or, um, um, Jennifer Walters like life. And Mm. I feel like it's slowly as she embraces the she hulk persona, we're going to see more and more of that as the show progresses and and honestly like like, i do hope you're right i feel like i would like that if they do lean into it it's just like the way that it's coming across right now is just too safe to me like if you're gonna do a comedy you have to be willing to take some risks in certain areas right and they just haven't yeah i don't i don't know how i feel about she hulk twerking with megan the stallion at the end i mean i chuckled because the situation itself is funny, um, but I was like, "Where? Like, why is this? Why is this a thing?" Yeah. <laughs> See, I I saw a meme recently that uh, even like thirty minutes before we started this episode, where people were comparing the different like butt or crude jokes that have been popping up through the MCU since like Phase One or whatever. You know, like. Uh, that is America's ass or in Ragnarok where we saw Hulk's ass as he looks out the window. Um, there were like three or four other ones and people were like, so why is this a problem that she's twerking in this one? And I just think like, man, is that not cherry picking or what? Because I I feel like part of people's issue, what I was saying earlier is that I feel like people they pack it on too much and they try too hard to be like like random with their humor or whatever almost like it's a youtuber who's gone from like serious let's play days to like oh now i'm going to dye my hair and make crazy thumbnail face videos and you know like really i'm sorry to interrupt but you gave me like the perfect example yeah i i have it i've i've come up with it and you guys i think have both seen this at least yeah um it's like that scene in that new resident evil show where they do that fucking tiktok dance that is the way that i felt about this like end credit scene in she hulk that is exactly how i felt about it yeah just so out of touch yeah yeah really out of touch like i mean there was that whole joke in that show too where they were where they were like I can't remember the, what the lead up was. It was like, what are you doing on your iPad? It's like, this is where I watch all my furry porn. <laughs> like, yeah, oh my God. Like, like, that was such what? a random fucking comment. Like, 
I like that's that's exactly what it is. Is like people are trying to be like hello fellow kids with things, and I feel that's where you're losing people. And while I, as a stoner, like don't mind that kind of humor because, dude, I I watched like worse shit. Like I told you the other day that I actually watched those like Paradise PD and like whatever fucking <laughs> shitty ass oh, yeah. humor oh, shows. That show is awful. But like, it's but... something to put on in the background and just like get high to and l- like look on my phone or whatever. But anyways. Well, I, like they're 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 trying too hard with that randomness, and it's adhering, adhering. It, it's it, it it's trying to get the TikTok crowd of people who are just like looking for their next fix kind of thing. That's what I, I feel guess. like they're doing. They're trying to hit all those demographics with Phase Four that we're on now. But they they shouldn't. They shouldn't try that hard to do so. And I think I think you're onto something with that. In the sense that, uh, and same with Ryan in this uh, Resident Evil TikTok thing, though I will admit I've not seen Resident Evil. I just refuse to watch it. Mm, um, but I think by introducing all of these things that make up today's culture um, with all the TikTok and all of the, I don't even know what the fuck kids are doing these days, all that Gen Z shit. Um, trying to cater to that crowd when there is a crowd large enough that are already Marvel fans. We've yeah. been around since the fucking sixties and seventies. Uh, not me in particular. I was born in 87, but like you have a huge following. You have a more than huge following. Like you've got a following even larger than let's say Star Trek or Star Wars or um, insert other random comic and or sci-fi and or, pop culture space reference Spaceballs space balls was fantastic i've never one seen of it. my dude one of my favorite movies of all time in terms of comedy like classic mel brooks comedy that and yeah. blazing saddles those are movies you can't watch today or couldn't have made today oh yeah because of our, our current culture of uh canceling and, and hypersensitivity but i like, like i was saying i think i think People, not people, companies are trying too hard to push this TikTok um, Gen Z agenda to garner viewership from that populace when they should be focusing more on people like us who want to see the show for what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, well, this is uh, this is kind of the thing that's more so the issue, in my opinion, is in their attempt to target this specific audience. They are unknowingly, and this is why I say out of touch, because it is truly out of touch. The reason why these things become popular on social media apps like TikTok is because everybody is trashing it over there. It garners attention only because it's bad press. Like how many, how many creators have we gone through in the last, like, I don't know, five years where the only purpose of this creator is to garner some form of hate online like i don't know like uh, what was that what was that like 11 year old girl's name that was flexing her parents money and then like it turned out that it was all tax fraud or something what she I was don't... like dude was this was like around like this was around the end of Vine. or something lil tay lil tay lil tay i don't know what that yeah. is no no I, you guys I don't know so a couple that. years ago she was like she's literally like 11 or 12 or something at the time 
Oh, and you she know what? blew up on know. Instagram because she was like, she was flexing like huge wads of cash and like really expensive cars because her parents had like really good jobs or something. Oh, this chick. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's like, it's I feel like growing like up, that, you know? I had friends they, like they, that in junior high. Like, would <laughs> flex, they would ask their KFC manager to pay them all in cash or whatever or they were just paid under the table and be like look this is all i made in a day i'm like no man that's a month's wages that you got in cash like honestly but yeah like it's those types of people that are like like that is what they're doing in a sense they they are gaining a large amount of attention very quickly by doing things that people don't like and in doing so, they're going to have a very short lifespan, I think, if they continue with this trend, because everybody has been talking about the most recent Marvel movies, but yeah. everybody has been saying they're bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is, you know, this is like the... has taught us anything, any publicity is good, good publicity. publicity. Yeah. Right. But like, like what I'm saying is the fact that we have seen these creators like around making content forever... In, in like smaller form for sure than Disney and Marvel Studios, but it's always the same trend. They get really popular. People start to like understand that this is awful and it's like, what the fuck are we even paying attention to? This yeah. is garbage content. And then they just drop it. All of a right. sudden, if we continue with this trend, I'd say before we even get to phase six, Marvel is going to fall off a cliff like in in viewership popularity or like with the humor like they're gonna solve that i, mean, I, oh, I wow. think like i think in terms of popularity i think if they continue with this like yeah. formula and like everything that they've been doing with their movies and shows in this entire phase i think that this before is... we get to phase six they're gonna lose their entire fan base yeah and then they're something to their tiktok I... crowd it's gonna become really evident that it was a like it was a hate mongering campaign that didn't turn out. Yeah, like the way I see it is, you know, they they hit such a peak at Endgame, and now they're just like fumbling. They're like that star quarterback everyone loves, and then you know, in the next game, they just fumble the fucking ball and like they can't throw it. And... Hey, Shang Chi was not a fumble. Okay, that one was definitely a diamond <laughs> in the rough. I I yeah, I agree with that one. Um, mm-hmm. And I did enjoy Thor um, as well. Um, yeah, Love Thunder was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this is kind of what I've been saying is like, I feel like Disney is diluting their properties. Like who can keep up with like the four movies a year and six TV shows. And even with just six episodes a season, I feel like the quality of the writing and the pacing is just not where it should be like for six episodes you should really focus on telling like one thing and then they do these like side episodes like take um like obi-wan didn't we have like two episodes in that that like just didn't really feel like it it connected the story and then definitely in in book of boba and in miss marvel there was definitely an episode where like the fifth one where it just kind of felt like although it was cool to see you know that trip back into the past or whatever it just didn't really progress the story that much and like no what was, a little bit yeah what was the point of that when you only have six episodes to tell the story and to so, show us what went down during the partition because they kept talking about it throughout the entire fucking show 
I guess, Still, but I feel like they're five wasn't... minutes. All they did was walk around and look at like basically coats moving by them for 20 minutes that episode. Yeah. Like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. The only yeah, important like parts they, were they the could have done it in a more they had in the concise and way. Her getting the her grandmother to her grandfather, great grandfather, whatever. Like right. there was two yeah. important parts that entire scene and it was a full episode. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like I think they really need to start focusing on their quality over quantity. Um like going back to what I was saying with that meme is like they showed all these like jokes that were like I guess semi crude. I wouldn't really call them crude jokes like America's ass. Like that was that was funny. Everyone loved that joke. But the thing is is it wasn't bogged down by like 20 other jokes in the same hour, you know? It it mm-hmm. it, it had like good pacing with it. The humor when they did it was you know delivered correctly um and now people are getting in phase four humor that's just crammed down your throat and like laugh at this laugh at this this is why like people don't find family guy funny after they turn like 15 you know um so like i can kind of see where they're losing (laughs) people with that like i for one do enjoy this humor but do i enjoy it can like going forward for everything i feel like they've been kind of like if you think of like i guess like a a graph in your mind like they're they're trending up with this humor but every now and then they dip back down and they don't do as much but you know it's still going up from here um so interesting but i kind of don't see them doing that with wakanda forever so i hope that that kind of breaks the trend yeah i agree and i do hope that like if they were to to follow their kind of like thor footsteps with uh black panther i think they would have a real big problem um with their fans it just does not like the tonality is not meant for that whatsoever and i do hope that they see if, if they do make this next movie more serious i hope that they see the reaction that they get in just how much more positive it is. And like that people actually want to see real proper stories, not just like a gag reel mixed with a little bit of plot. <laughs> yeah. Un- yeah. Unless they lose people by that point, but you know, hope it won't happen that fast, but yeah. And, and going back to what you were saying earlier about um, her being like this lawyer, that's just like bumbling and like, doesn't have a, like good case together or anything like that like i I totally agreed with that like i was like wait isn't she like supposed to be top of her field and whatever it was at the time and she's kind of like fumbling her words and i felt the whole part when abomination or blonsky turned into abomination in the the court um and she was just like freaking out and not in control and i was just like damn like you're a lawyer like don't lawyers have like you know stone cold faces like i don't know i just felt like she could have been a lot more chill in that situation and mm-hmm. that doesn't really look like she had experience and yeah it, i i got reminded when you were saying that about like i know we spoke about um playing the spider-man game on the playstation uh mm-hmm. maybe a few episodes ago i don't know if you got any further in that <laughs> Literally last episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it feels like forever because sometimes we have scheduling conflicts and whatever. And I'm working weekends and whatever. That's um, <laughs> yeah. But 
anyways, like I, I got to a point where there's a really like cringy conversation with uh, Peter and MJ and it's like this dude is like eight years into being Spider-Man and like what, like a few years post graduating university. How old is he? And he's having this like really, really cringy fucking conversation uh, that I, I would there yet. that I haven't even seen since like I was in fucking junior high school and like you know it just it's just, it, <laughs> it felt so out of place that conversation like what was, what was sure going on? what made it cringy yeah well, like it it, as like long a... as it doesn't I I don't know I, I don't know what I guess for like Alex's sake what I how far I am into the game I'm close to the end I think but I I can't think of a time where I heard like a conversation like that, that well, I just... it was like a text conversation. There's like a certain mission you get with MJ where, you know, I, I guess I'm just used to like trying to be spoiler free when I talk about things. Other, oh, other I think play. I know which one you're talking yeah. about. It was like, they had a fight and then they, um, he like, uh, he beat up the guys and was like, I, uh, I'm done or we're done or something. And he yeah. was like, referencing I think the, it was that same conversation. Where where she mistook that as word done, even though they're already like broken up or whatever. And she took that in such an (laughs) offensive way. And not to mention like, why did he just, I mean, like while he didn't give much context in the text message, the context was like moments before, like they both knew what he was up to. Um, Yeah. He literally like, he got her out of the building, went back in to go and like deal with the bad guys and then texted her when he was like done tying them all up, waiting for the police. Like, like it, we're good. Like we got the thing. Yeah, and, is, and I don't know. Man. Yeah, I agree. But anyways, that's I, not I, even like I completely forgot about that. That's <laughs> not even the part that I found the cringiest. I I don't know if it was around that time or the same messages, but they were like broken up, and he had just met her, and uh, like again after like the six or eight months it's been, and he immediately invited himself over to her house and then to have dinner, and he saw nothing wrong with that and i'm like my guy like how (laughs) old are you like you are broken up and just because you glanced at each other again suddenly you can jump right back to where you were i found that extremely like it took me out and i know my own brother even like defended this action and was like oh you know peter's like an awkward guy they're just showing that in the game and i'm like there's awkward and then there's like straight up being fucking weird and I just mm. felt like that was a bit too out of out of it, you know, a bit too. No, I, I agree for with him. you. I, I really agree with you. There are very few moments in that game where I feel like it actually breaks the immersion. But those two that we talked about, those two instances just there that yeah. you brought up, are two of probably like four in total out of the entire yeah. game that I've played so far that are just like immersion breaking. But like it, I don't know. They 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 do have some weird dialogue like that sometimes, and at least for that game, it's not even remotely close to the norm. But it is stuff like that. Like it's it's the fact that that is more or less the norm for the MCU that people are having problems with. And I want to kind of take this into um, some news that we got this week about uh, Taika Waititi um, no longer wanting to work on thor 5 and just not with marvel studios at all uh in large part to do with things like the review bombs uh that happened to thor 4 
Um, also just the overall backlash of what, uh, people didn't like about certain characters and a large focus on the, uh, comedy, the comedic relief heavy aspects of that movie that seemed to belittle the plot points. And yeah, I did say that I had a problem with a lot of those things when I saw the movie and gave my review, but I don't think that it was a a big enough issue for him not to come back because we have seen that he can make some very stellar movies. And I do think that both Thor 3, however, Ragnarok, far better than than Love and Thunder. But I do think that Love and Thunder was a pretty all right movie. You know, it wasn't yeah. bad by any means, in my opinion. But I think that it also thematic, like the, the comedy thematically suited uh, Thor's character since Ragnarok, in my opinion. So it it wasn't a complete miss for me. But like things like the like the goats, the screaming goats yeah. from like <laughs> 2011, dude, or some shit like that. Like, how do you not know that that is not going to work? Like, how do you think that that's just going to slide in and people are going to find that funny? Yeah. Yeah, it it definitely kind of seems like they had a lot of fun behind the scenes making this movie. And they were and I, I imagine them getting drunk a lot like the cast and the writers or what, screenwriters, whatever, and Taika Waititi. And they're all just like, oh, what if we do this? And like, that would be so funny. And it could s- still progress the story kind of thing. And uh, while I like his humor, um yeah, I feel like the world isn't isn't quite ready for the full onslaught of Taika Waititi, and maybe he needed to kind of ease into it a little bit more. Like Ragnarok was a perfect perfect balance for sure, and mm. he just overdid it for a lot of people with Love and Thunder. Um, I agree. Yeah. And to be honest, though, like. I, I don't think that he is completely like not to blame because I do think at the end of the day, it is his vision. Um, and even after changes, the large majority of the movie was his decisions of what gets put in and what gets taken out. But in the same way that people have been absolutely shitting on the VFX uh, work in everything Marvel this phase, they're super rushed. Like, I'm sure he felt that just as much as his VFX team to just push out this movie as soon as possible. And the quality just suffers as a consequence to that. There is no way around it. hundred percent. Like I even said it when we were discussing the movie that the intro and describing Gore's like how he became Mm -hmm. the God butcher was a little bit too quick. Like it, it did exactly what it needed to do to move the story forward. But just that, like it needed to be fleshed out a little bit more for me to believe that he was this scary guy, you know, you really only saw that when they went to his, like, what was it? Shadow realm uh, or whatever. Um, Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And um, yeah, like I, I think that um, even the fact that the movie was is rumored or maybe is confirmed that it was originally three hours and it had to be cut down to two hours tells me that he wanted to take his time with it and they probably rushed him or, you know, like they they wanted a quick buck, basically, and ride off the coattails of Ragnarok 
with the humor and the critical acclaim, and they were just a little bit too quick to pull the trigger on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I I agree. And like I said, I, I think that a large amount of the blame should definitely be put on the studios and the whoever is investing in like having the nerve to try and push out these unfinished projects and whatever. But at the end of the day, a lot of the issue that people took with it, such as the comedy was still all Taika, right? So there is some good and some bad that come out of all of these things. And I don't think he is. Yeah. The comedy is all Taika, but I also feel like there's just something about different about the humor down under with the Kiwis and the Aussies. Like I think Alex, you, you watched that show uh as well as i did a few episodes at least that like auntie donna's funhouse or whatever yes i I watched the entire season yeah yeah i couldn't stop watching it but merely because of fascination with the australian slash kiwi concept of humor like it was it is very different funny and other parts i was like oh this is strange (laughs) yeah like i think even when i was in australia i i I know a lot of people recognized it, even like other Australians I met, they were like, we have a weird sense of humor down here. And it, I don't know. It just, it works for them. I don't know. Like Taika like had that kind of influence and I can kind of see that seeing other Australian and Kiwi made like comedy skits and whatever. Um, like there's this new one on Netflix. Can't remember the name of it. Super Bros or something like that. That's also uh, like that kind of humor, right. and they they got something different going on down there. And maybe maybe it's a little bit in part that influence on on Taika Waititi's work. But um, I I like it for one. But I can kind of see that people are not totally ready for it. I mean, I feel like that wasn't ever necessarily the issue that I took with the comedy, especially in that movie. It was like my issues with the comedy are more so focused around the the jokes that you know they're going to make. The ones that you predict align into a character's dialogue like, oh, they're going to say this and then it's going to cut away on their silly, haha, goofy one liner. It's yeah. Those are what I have the problem with. And that is where marvel has just been like absolutely doubling down because as far as they're concerned if there's more of those there's a more likely chance somebody's gonna laugh yeah you know it's kind of ironic that you know we're sometimes we're so worried about one-dimensional characters that you know like like look at how thor and captain america were in the first phase in their first movies um they're nowhere near like what they were near the end, right? Like they started pretty Mm -hmm. one dimensional as far as things go, like character development, notwithstanding. Um, And um, like, oh, stupid stoner brain. I lost my train of thought here. (laughs) Um, Fuck. I feel like I had a really, really good, I like thought on this. Um, I don't know how to put you back on track. Here. I know. I don't know. You can't uh, put this crazy train back on the track, guys. <laughs> Maybe let's move no. on and it'll come back to me. That's always how it works. Yeah, that's, that's okay. in the morning. Always yeah. stir away from sleep. <laughs> I'll text you guys. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. And then you'll you'll kind of glance at it and and leave me on unread. 
<laughs> if we even get it, if you send it in the group chat, fuck. Want to get in the Discord chat? Well, if you leave it in Discord, I'll definitely see it. Yeah, same. I don't get text messages if they're not from an iPhone. Which oh, is strange. Yeah, there's that problem. I just don't use the Discord. I'm I'm an old man. You're not an old <laughs> man. I'm older than you. Shush. In no spirit, shush. I am quite old. I'm still older than you if you want to compare spirits, sir. <laughs> I've got this on lock. Just let it happen. You're just stubborn. yeah so okay i now remember so the irony that i was that i was saying was that people thought that these stoic you know hard-ass characters like thor was when we first saw him in the first avengers movie was one pretty one-dimensional and now we get to where they're more humorous they have a little bit more personality except now now that Ryan said that he finds it a little bit too predictable, is like, is that not what a one-dimensional character is, where it's just really predictable to kind of see like what they're gonna say or do next, um, mm-hmm. or the things they're gonna get up to? So it's almost like we've come full circle, and you know the yeah. character development got really good at Ragnarok, and then we're like, oh, back to square one with uh, Love and Thunder. And I've heard that uh, people have kind of made that uh, like a similar comparison before, especially with Love and Thunder in the sense that his development arc in Love and Thunder is not really anything different than the development that he had had in movies like Thor 1 and 2 dealing with, you know, loss of, uh, of these people in his life and like the few people that he actually has as well as his like loss of status, his power, all these things. And it, it's not a different, it's not a different struggle for the character. So yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Like in a lot of ways, we really have come full circle with a large majority of the characters that have been around since the beginning. And I hope it's because they, it, I hope it's not because they don't have things that they have planned to do with these characters. I hope it's more so because they, I don't know, maybe they need to direct them in a different avenue for their later films and some like some part of something that happened to Thor in Ragnarok or like Jane dying or something like has an impact later on and a deeper, a deeper like tie to the character and something that they'll maybe learn um through struggle in a future movie but i just have a hard time seeing that be the case when like i said they just seem to be rehashing old character developments and calling it a new plot with a different villain that's just like yeah. not very threatening you know right yeah yeah i see what you mean weird but man. i do feel like it, it is sad to see him go at the end of the day i am i am sad to see that taika is no longer going to be working with marvel yeah i, I, I think mean, that is uh that is quite a loss in my opinion however huge loss. like it doesn't matter how i feel about love and thunder i yeah, think that I uh like... they had a lot more good work they could have done together yeah see i feel like this is not how i expected them to start losing talent you know i i I expected the whole I'm getting fatigued 
um, by this kind of way, like how Chris Evans um, wanted out eventually. Um, yeah. But to actually like scare somebody off like that is that's shitty. I feel like Disney, if they were smart or at least not cold hearted, they'd find some way to make amends with him. And, you know, completely ignoring the fact that he must still be a part of that star Wars project. I hope that hasn't been affected. Yeah, um, me too. But... And that's like the fact that you bring that up too, is also like a really unfortunate point is because star Wars, like as a star Wars fan, this is, this is something that is not exactly like unique to Marvel. A large majority of the issues regarding star Wars properties lately have been very similar. People leaving because of criticism people getting fired mid project getting replaced like whatever the issue may be star wars has these issues all the time and they're like i guess saga their more recent saga has been a complete disaster the only good thing to come out of star wars in the last like arguably 15 years is mando so it's like it really puts it into perspective just ex like exactly what Disney is going to seemingly be doing with Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they don't trash all their franchises. Like that's I don't know what's going Me on. Too, I'm I'm going to try to be, you know, I won't even say a loyal fan cuz that implies I have some kind of like obligation to watch their stuff. I'm going to watch it mm -hmm. because I still look forward to the Marvel experience that I, I want. Um, and I hope that we kind of have stable ground going into phase five. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong for all my harshness. I, I am still going to continue watching She-Hulk and future Marvel properties for the most part. However, like if there really is a point where this show just gets too unbearable for me i will not watch it and i will just get you guys to spoil important points for me because like there are some some yeah. important things that happen in the show yeah. but out of like the two minutes per episode that you get of actual important stuff there's so much to go through that it's just like it can be so drastically bad or mediocre but that's really the best it gets for me yeah see it's funny because this is kind of reminding me of how I stopped watching a lot of those uh, CW verse DC shows. And I just mm -hmm. have um, Landon uh, like fill me in on all the stuff that I've missed in the last like six years last time <laughs> I saw him. And oh, like yeah. it, it, it's just it's gotten to the point where it's so fucking ridiculous that I'm like laughing as he's telling me. And I'm like, no way they didn't fucking do that. <laughs> and I just feel like if this goes in that direction, Ryan, it's going to be the same thing. I'm going to be landed and you're going to be me and you're just going to yeah. be like, like, you're going to be like, I have to look this up and like, see what's going on. And you know what? <laughs> Even if Marvel pushes people away, that's what's going to end up being. They're going to be like, no way they didn't do that. And then people are going to get a little bit of people are going to get drawn back in. It's, it's like a safety net for them. So, but man, would that be fucking funny if we go that direction? Hint, i really hope we don't not. get there but like it <laughs> might happen dude it honestly might yeah. <laughs> which is sad very very sad but that's okay that's a o k uh what else were we talking about pre-show you said we wanted to get into um, game game wise 
yeah we'll still have like 20 minutes to dick i think we with. i think i wanted to bring up about all this like shit that's going on as as the years come on we're getting into this era of video games where people are promising a product and just not following through with uh, it yes and over promise yeah so i got reminded of it because in this last week we have a new cyberpunk night city wire from cd project red which i don't think we've had since the release of the game i think it was now, is like it, a week is before. it live already or is it upcoming it's upcoming it's the sixth i think um and then they have another thing on the fourth or maybe it's the other way around i can't remember um but uh yeah like they are going to announce some edge runner stuff which is that um offshoot netflix show i believe that's coming out pretty soon this year mm-hmm. i want to say not gonna lie i'm actually a little stoked for that yeah i remember i am looking you guys forward being to it excited. as well it looks cool but I, yeah. i'm pretty sure the release date is sometime in september like pretty soon here yeah okay that's I what will, i thought i'll check right this second give me two and, seconds and the here. description of the night city wire kind of reminded me of um of that and i feel like that's like it it kind of alluded to it mostly being about edge runner but i'm like they've done these night city wires just for cyberpunk the game in the past but i guess anything cyberpunk now is going to get it i hope they talk about something about the game it's sounding like they're bringing like things from edge runner into it whether it's little missions or just uh styles or weapons or whatever um but if that's all it is, it's kind of like too little, too late. You guys are already behind on the next gen update and all the other like quality of life improvements they were supposed to be making on the game. Um, like I think they've been doing an update like once every two, three months or something like that since the right. game's released. September thirteenth mm. is when Cyberpunk Edge Runners drops. September thirteenth is that a Friday? Okay. That's next week. Let me take a quick look at my. Oh, it's a Tuesday. It a That's kind of Tuesday. a lame day. Tuesday, yeah. Damn. That's right. weird. Um, so, yeah, like, I remember uh, when we were so stoked for Cyberpunk. I think I spoke to you about it a lot, Alex, like, whenever we had shifts together. And then when the game came out, I remember, like, liking it, but I experienced a lot of bugs. So I got, like some 30 hours in and then when they started giving the discounts or not the discounts but the refunds back i just went for it and i was like i'm gonna wait till this game's on sale for 10 bucks and all updated with the next gen to play it again um but it shouldn't have to be like that like when a game comes out and you know they promise all these features and they just start taking them away it makes me think like why even like have it like that in the first place i I understand that the IP needs to be refreshing and you, you can't lose touch with the fans by having like a 10 year hiatus between the games. But I think no matter what the fans will always come back, you know, like Halo was another one that recently hit the news with three, four, three, I, uh, who's the studio that was specifically made for developing future halo titles after uh bungie left in the halo 3 odst days i think it was or no halo reach was the last bungie game i think that uh they made for halo and recently they announced that they're completely dropping developing split screen uh for even campaign let alone multiplayer and split screen uh halo has been a thing 
for like all the Bungie games. Uh, even ODST had split screen, and you could play Firefight with somebody, if I remember right. Um, and Halo 4, I think, had it, and they dropped it for Halo 5. Then they promised that all future Halo titles would have it. Um, but now they're just like, yeah, we're fucking forgetting about that. We're, we're not wasting our time with it. We're going to focus on armor customization and um, revamping the skills and leveling system online uh, for multiplayer, uh, which is still atrocious. Like, I don't know why they decided that <laughs> 50 XP per match and you can only win I like it all you're sounding like me yeah I like, like it Continue. you can only win like 10 matches or play 10 matches before you just get 5 <laughs> xp a match or something like that so it's effectively the same issue you get when battlefront 2 came out and they were like oh we designed the game so that it's rewarding for the players but like no if you don't pay then it takes 10,000 hours of game time to unlock all the characters kind of thing you know like, for crying out loud, in the armor customization of Halo Infinite, you couldn't even put all the different visor colors on whatever helmet you wanted. They were, like, locked to a helmet, <laughs> which was, like, garbage. Yeah, it was actually garbage. only, like, two or three base yeah. colors that you get for the visor. And that's yeah. it. Everything else is, like, purchasable. Like, you have to buy armor packs to get different color um, visors as well as, like, different color armor pieces of the same pieces yeah. you already have. Yeah. Jesus. And... And on top of it's that, terrible. like there's this whole trend that happened in the last five years with multiplayer shooter games, especially where they're in seasons. I guess maybe Fortnite started the trend. I can't remember who's the first person. Yeah, to I would say, well, Either Fortnite, Fortnite I would say didn't start it, but they they optimized it. Yeah. The battle pass system definitely originated from Fortnite. Same with like the general seasonal thing, but. There are a couple of other games that really contributed to the overall microtransaction problem in modern gaming. Yeah, yeah. Fortnite was just like the biggest the catalyst, one, so it yeah. got the most attention. But there were ones that were like, there there were some that are truly the grandfather of microtransactions, and they're mostly mobile games. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and Halo, they've had these plans. Oh, since release in season two, you'll get co-op campaign in season three you'll get forge mode or whatever so now they've increased the length of this season two to like 10 months or something ridiculous like that where they normally <laughs> i guess last like a month a month and a half i really don't know i don't care about these multiplayer seasons as much and in that time i think they only have two new maps releasing for the game and both of them are created in forge and they're not actually like new maps they're the same old maps you got just in Forge. And people are like, what the fuck is the point of 343i Studios if they can't deliver on even like increasing maps? Like back in the Bungie days, sure, they had four map packs, but each map pack had like four or five maps and it like doubled the amount of maps by the end of it all that you had to play and it kept things refreshing and you know well like, and... let's also not forget that in the old halo games they would also add maps like based on game modes like you would have a bunch of maps added to the uh regular like core playlist something like maps that would be in rotation for slayer yeah. capture the flag swat but then they would also add maps that would go into other rotations like big team battle and yeah. 
like other yeah, things like every point. one of those dlc had maybe like you know three or four maps but that was also per uh game mode right yeah. they, they had tons like even competitive maps on old halo games were different than regular maps they yeah. were actually worth your value and money and from the sounds of it I feel like there were like six multiplayer maps when the game came out, and I don't think there's much more than that, if at all. Um, so it's just kind mm -hmm. of an annoying trend. Like I'm sure there's so many other games we can think of um, uh, recently that 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 do that. They promise and they then they don't deliver. It, it's it makes me question like are consumers really entitled to the information like do do the studios really feel like they need to give people this so that they stay relevant and generate the hype like sure i'm sure that's like the biggest part of it but on top of that is like is that doing them any favors because all it opens them up to is like vitriol from the fans and like basically another icarus story where you're just flying too close to the sun like cyberpunk and they're like yeah you know we're hot off the press of witcher 3 this game is going to be the best writing you've seen all our writers are very excited for you to see them and then we get that fucking guy who gets crucified on the cross mission <laughs> in cyberpunk and i'm like is, is is that one of the missions like is that supposed to be like the best writing you guys like have like it like i don't know what you know obviously money talks but like what the fuck are you, are you thinking like why do we need to constantly hype something up for five years okay great have like an announcement games in development sort of like i think people should maybe take a more bethesda approach to things you know like they'll announce something is in development and then when they actually start to show you things it's because the release for that game is like six months away and that's a nice mm -hmm. amount of time to generate hype like i guess the other thing is that they kind of cornered the market like they're kind of the, kind of big when it comes to uh first person rpg games um you know like bethesda is like a household name to any gamer really so it's easy mm -hmm. for them to generate hype i get but at the same time i feel more people should adopt that kind of model because, like, there's so many games coming out all the time. Like, every day I'll hear about something that got announced six months ago. And, like, does it does it matter? You know, I like to be surprised. Like, I think when we started hearing about The Ascent, which I've been playing quite recently, actually, with a friend from the States. And it's a really fucking fun game. Oh, yeah. um, what was it? Like, it was just a what few months. What's XCOM like, isn't it? Well, no, it's like a twin stick shooter kind of um, it's just technically it's an action rpg but it is a shooter yeah okay yeah action rpg in the style of a twin stick shooter it's like a cyberpunk diablo with guns yeah okay. yeah that's a good way of <laughs> putting you. it yeah like All it's right, actually sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you no that's okay it, it, it's actually a really fun uh game and i feel like from the time that i heard it to the time it released was maybe like a month or two like I don't really know that I had that much hype for it or if it was announced the year before, but like things aren't on my radar until just before they come out. Um, you know, it, it just seems like unnecessary, unnecessary marketing to a certain extent. Um, and then they go on top of that and start doing these videos about 
how it's going to be great and all these features you want to see like while running and then they just don't deliver and they start taking things away and then they introduce crunch if it's not already there um and to talk about crunch i don't know if you guys heard about um there was uh the head developer or a studio head whatever of um the callisto protocol game who recently tweeted out that um like basically boasting that his developers are all doing crunch of like 12 to 15 hours a day for six days a week <laughs> and everyone's exhausted or <laughs> excited to meet like the deadline and <laughs> yeah i don't think so it's like you're kind of <laughs> doing that to yourself because you are like trying to build the hype and now it's announced that the game is going to have like four years of updates and possibly dlc and like this is like a story-based like horror game like even the og dead spaces didn't have that like as much like i don't know really what they're trying to do with the game but now there's all these bundles and pre-order types and whatnot and like man does does that kind of game really need that like a story-driven game do we really need that kind of thing um mm -hmm. and to boast about crunch is just like so out of touch like no one wants to pull more than five days a week and definitely not more than eight hours a day if they don't have to um and you know one of the theories is that they're doing this crunch because they want to beat the dead space remake uh, release but i feel like at a certain point that's all just con conjecture i don't know if that's the word that i want to use but like who cares that the dead space remake is coming out like people who like this kind of game will get one or both like you can't change that and i don't think one releasing before the other as long as they're not like within weeks is going to really affect your bottom line with it Right. So, I mean, I, I feel like case in point being COD to Battlefield games when like yeah. we would get those releasing in a November. Like we get CODs November every year, but every now and then when like every three-ish years when a Battlefield game is uh, is made, they also do November releases. And both of those games are always selling like crazy amounts of copies. Yeah, and People that like those types of games are going to get both of those games the month yeah. that they drop. Like, exactly. It's just That's how it point. is. It's not one or the other when it comes to consumption, yeah. especially in content. It's, it's yeah, and and on top of that, like this is a very niche like genre. Like horror isn't really a big genre. It's shooters and RPGs are like the two biggest ones. Horror is like all the way down there, you know. So mm -hmm. like, make the game, release it. People that love it are gonna buy it like it's i don't know i i feel like survival horror is making a resurgence well since like dead space what 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 to, to you kind of speaks as survival horror like i know that there's those survival building games like the forest and whatnot and stuff like that but there's also the isometric games like the dead by daylights and the friday the 13th um, yeah that's true but also um even even recent resident evil games have been a little more survival horror and, and resident evil yeah. itself okay like well its resident first iteration evil, was a survival horror game resident evil is an ip that is just so fucking interesting right now because they are like flipping and flopping everywhere but like the games <laughs> are starting to finally be like consistent in quality with these remakes that they're doing 
Yeah, man. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, like uh, speaking of that, you reminded me of something. Oh, second second time this night, boys, that like stoner brain has <laughs> has ruined That's me. That's on you. That is That's very on much you. on me. Yeah. You know, I'd uh, in terms of overpromising and underdelivering, I, I really feel like this this all stems back to No Man's Sky. Oh yeah, holy shit! I'm glad you brought that one up because I completely forgot about like, it. That that's game a prime was example. Way overhyped. The point where Sean Murray, I think that's his name, was on late night talk shows talking about it. He was doing some serious press work. Yeah. And this game seriously fumbled. Like this game released completely unfinished, unpolished, and didn't deliver on even a quarter of what it was supposed to. And it seems like as much as there was a lot of backlash, people just kind of let it happen and it opened the door for other companies. Um, you know, I hate to lump CD project red in there, but like CD project yeah. red and, and other and and dice and all these other big name companies to release games that yeah. are, quite where they should be but they know it's okay because either they could patch it later um or or fix it later what have you um, yeah but people will still spend their money on it as long as they hype it up enough and eventually deliver on what they said they would deliver on it'll still make them money even bethesda fuddled with with fallout 76 yeah that was such a fucking cash grab but that game is still garbage. Todd Howard himself has basically like denounced that game and said it was out of their hands and it was just corporate trying to push them to get into the battle royale whatever scene that they were initially trying for. Um, yeah, if, if you're done, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. I have two nope, things to add know. to what you were saying. Um, so, um, yeah, like uh, one thing that I wanted to say is that um the difference between what is it hello games is the one that did no man's sky i feel like that might be wrong i don't know the name of the studio um something cheerful sounding i feel like uh but aren't aren't they like technically an indie studio like no man's sky was their first title or something and it was like a studio of like 20 people I want to say, like, I don't know if I'm pulling that out of my ass, and I'm just thinking. No, I think you're like, I think you're pretty close. Yeah, like, it, it definitely wasn't the big team. If they had other titles, then they okay. weren't like anything popular. And, and since <laughs> since then, like, I've I've heard it's completely flipped, like the people's opinions of it. Like back then, yes, it was basically one of the first games to do that. Right. And, and shit the bed, and, and now it's fucking legendary. Yeah, now you can have like giant spaceships and like have a few homeworlds where you can build like bases and whatever on. And I'm sure there's more to it since then that's been added. Yeah, um, but why can't you deliver on that initially? Why does that have to be something you do five years down the road after release? Exactly, and that's leading me to my next point: is I feel like maybe the thing that started this was Steam. I don't know if you guys remember the day that Steam introduced early access as like their, you know, side store where like, hey, there's all these like indie developers or just people in their basement that wanted to make a video game that want to get their name out there. And for $3, you can have 
the game now and when it's completely released it you don't have to pay the twenty dollar fee that it will be for new people fuck me early access nowadays thirty dollars fuck's sake yeah exactly (laughs) so um that's how people got into arc survival evolved whatever that is i could never get into it dinosaurs are cool but i don't know like it didn't grip me but dinosaurs and shotguns and tanks i don't know and and then there's hunt showdown as well that went the same route and um that was crytek doing that uh after crisis i know that their studio kind of fucked up with financials i think which is why it took them a while to get back on their feet and why they're doing all these remasters of uh the crisis games um but uh the big one for me that drew me in was payday the heist and oh Oh, man and then they did the same thing with the second game oh and killing floor was another one the first killing floor was pretty bare bones and it was a lot of mods and fan-made maps or whatever and then the second game came out and they just tried milking that and they have all these gun packs and whatever and the gameplay loop is pretty addicting and they got like six different skills to upgrade and whatever uh or roles and well there's more than six yeah more than six now uh i think the first game had six and payday first i don't game know where only it's had gone. A handful, yeah yeah but like killing floor 2 has got like 12 15 different roles you can fill yeah. and then level up i only know that because i was obsessed with killing floor 2 for a while and i played Oh yeah, me too. Like a lot, a lot. Yeah, me too. I maybe came back from high school every day and played the first Killing Floor a lot. So when the second game came out, I spent a lot of time on that. And they are fun. It's just, I've kind of grown out of it. Um, But it's Payday, the heist, where when they made the second game, it almost never left like early access. I think it only recently, like last year or something, left early access. And that was like eight years of the game being out. I like something ridiculous. Maybe I'm just using hyperbole because I like to, but um, anyways, and now the, they release the games for consoles um, and the, the studio basically said, fuck off to console people. We're releasing the game. It's like a full price title, but you guys aren't getting updates and the game is like unplayable yet. It's still on all the stores and it's only the PC version that's playable. And, like it's just a cash grab they're like okay we hear you we you you want to play this on your consoles because that's what you have uh, having an expensive pc for an unoptimized game isn't in everyone's budget so let's bring this to consoles but let's kind of forget about it so we take your money and then you try to play a few hours of it but oh now you can't return it and like we kept your money so well the only thing i have to say on that ollie and i'm sure ryan will agree PC Master Race. Yeah. <laughs> True. I mean, you're not wrong. It's just keeping you up want, with upgrading you want it. The best, if you want the best gaming experience, I can now, as a PC gamer today, a year ago, I was definitely all about the console. You guys know, and I had been saying it for years, I will never make the Switch. I will be a console boy till the day I die. Well, guess what? Now I've got a full rocking PC and I haven't touched my console in like months. By the time we last die, time I played a console was, was when you, when you left your stuff here, when we, we all played together. Yeah, that's right. And I was at like, <laughs> what, even, a month and ago? Even then, yeah. It was like, it was like two months ago, wasn't it? 
Yeah, probably a long time ago. Damn. It's been, it's been a while. You need to come out and fucking come hang out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I should make the time to do that soon. Um, um, yeah, I feel like companies like that, I mean, they don't they don't need to cater to console folk. They don't. Their their main audience, I mean, I, I, I said it kind of tongue-in-cheek, PC Master Race. Um, there will always be a market for PC. Always. Yeah. And not everything will launch for PC. Like there are, there are still console exclusive titles that are out that I may or may not get to play and that's yeah. okay. But there are far more better choices on PC than there have been in console in, in so many years. And I, and I wanted to deny that ever since, you know, I started playing consoles like, Oh no, nah, consoles are they're the way of the future. They'll always be like this. Yeah until actually rocking a pc and now i get it i get it i don't know if i see myself well, as a a master race yeah. pc pc guy but i um i definitely love there's, my pc yeah, there's a there's a reason for it for sure like i i guess i was you a few generations back in terms of consoles where yeah i had like i don't know i had like my my only consoles were the original xbox and the xbox one and uh like that was it and so i went to pc gaming and it was like a whole new world and that was around the time the witcher came out what was that like 2010 give or take yeah and anyways now i'm back to console gaming because i'm just tired of having to constantly upgrade my components for my pc and with the whole graphics card issue when when mine pooped out and i had like a radeon hd 7970 which was top of the line at the time cost me i think 600 bucks when i bought it and then i had to upgrade you know in air quotes and had to get a gtx 660 which was slightly better i think if not on par and that was um like 600 but that was already released for like five years and it's the whole crypto mining that like raised all the prices and everything so i felt like you know i might as well just get the console and then i don't have to worry about that kind of thing that's fair um, um you know like investing and i i use that word exactly as it sounds investing in in, in a pc is just that um but if you make the correct investment off the hop then you don't have to worry about upgrading too much too soon mm-hmm. um i'm at a comfortable place now with my pc only recently um where i've made some upgrades and uh i finished the build tomorrow night actually oh nice and uh so did you get that new psu yeah my psu came in um friday evening um and it's super sleek looking and then my buddy gord shout out to my buddy gord uh fan of the show he uh he's put together a whole new tower for me with like liquid cooling and a brand new motherboard and a uh uh, an upgrade to the processor and shit yeah dude i'm i'm gonna be rocking a a pc that can pretty much handle everything you throw at it and then some yeah um yeah but i'm now gonna be good for like great for like the next six seven years right like until and i i know me and you guys know me i like to i like to can get new stuff from time to time and i'm certain i will over time throw little upgrades into it when i can um but like in the grand scale like i know 40 series cards are coming uh but 
I don't need that because there aren't any games right now that require such such that the, there's no demand to fit the, yeah. the order, right? Um, I suppose you can you can make that argument with consoles too. Like if you get a brand new console right off the hop when it launches, you don't have to worry about it until the next console drop, which usually is anywhere between five and seven years, right? Like, yeah, that's insane. But uh, anyways, I think we should wrap this up and definitely save some topics for a later show. Uh, definitely check it next week. I think we'll all be caught up on some Lord of the Rings, Rings, Rings of, of Power. Power. And I'm Ryan. Man, am I so looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I know, and, uh, and and I know, I know you were saying that you don't know much about the lore and all that, but you don't have to worry about that. That's not a don't don't even don't even for, worry about, about needing lore. to know that. Yeah, forget about lore. Just I want to hear your opinion at face value. Okay. Cool. What day do those I, episodes come out? Is that uh, yeah, Thursday? Fuck, is it Thursday? Thursday? Yeah, every Thursday. Okay. Just yeah, so that way, I know like at least when I need to be waiting for episode three. Uh, it's nine p.m. Eastern. I think is when they release. So that's like what? okay, ten so, eleven. It's like ten for us, right? Yeah, 10, like ten eleven. Um, just so you know, Prime does do watch parties as well. If you ever yeah, wanted, yeah, I noticed that. I, I don't know if that's new, but I only noticed it recently. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I too mean, is, chances uh, are for this one, I probably won't because this is a show that I'll be watching with Brooklyn. She, oh, nice. Uh, she, she's interested in this. We recently fuck watched yes. the Lord of the Rings extended uh, trilogy. Oh fuck! Oh, yeah. That's twelve um, hours of your life, dude. That's yeah, yeah, hours yeah. Of your life, dude. <laughs> we had a, yes, we dedicated a, one day to just well, watching sure the first two, and then we watched the third one another time, but. Since then, she's definitely been interested in the franchise and wants to watch the show. So I'll oh, be yeah. watching it with her, and uh, I would say that it won't be in the form of watch party. You shut the fuck up. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> if you show her the awesome. Hobbit, only only show the Evangeline Lily like bits that just don't make sense, and let her formulate <laughs> her own opinions from there. Her character name was Toriel. And uh, no, I don't remember it didn't names. need to need to be in there at all. But that's <laughs> at all, hundred percent. Neither here nor there. <laughs> it's definitely there. check out Rings of Power. Um, and... I like these these first two episodes. I thought they're pretty banging. Um, but I, like I said, Ryan, I'm interesting interested in hearing at face value what you it is. Also you think. interesting, Alex. Yeah, I'm um... I'm not interesting at all. <laughs> and tomorrow <laughs> is it? Uh, Rick and Morty comes out. Shut up. Yeah, are we there really? already? Yeah, we are. Tomorrow's oh, Rick and Morty. Oh fuck! Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Oh, I need to get prepared for that. Yeah, I need to start my subscription know. back up to Stack TV. What the hell? Yeah, pretty sure September fourth is uh, episode one of Rick and Morty. Fuck the me. the first two episode synopsises are up already, and yeah, I think it's every yeah still every Sunday because it's fourth and eleventh is the first two episodes. Um, I didn't read the synopsises though, but I've been seeing all the Instagram Wormageddon shit going on, and I have no idea what to expect this season. Oh, but it seems like they're right. hyping something up, so uh, it'll be interesting. Fuck! Oh, I totally forgot about that. Blew Can't get your that. mind a little bit. It was a Morty mind blower. That's what it was. That's a callback to an episode in like season two. That's okay. Whoa. It's a okay. <laughs> Super fan here. <laughs> I mean, and if you <laughs> kind of, and uh, if anyone else is interested, Cobra Kai season five launches in like 
a few days. Oh, I feel oh. like out of all of us, I'm the only person who actually watches that. Yeah, maybe, but maybe I'll have to start watching it because uh, Sholo, um, I forget his last name. The guy who's playing Blue Beetle is isn't it Martinez? That. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is that how you say his name, Sholo? Sholo. Yeah, I read an interview piece with him, and it, it they said it's pronounced Sholo. Sholo. Okay, that's good to know because I'm like, how the fuck do I say? I know this? I wanted to say Cholo, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> and no, like, I'm, but I'm, also I'm Mexican, not overly so wrong, know, right? And not overly wrong either. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to? quickly touch upon before we close up ryan i don't think so all right ollie can't touch you from here unfortunately that's okay you don't want to touch me anyways i'm (laughs) gross (laughs) (laughs) moving on to the shout outs i gotta keep it brief again this week shout outs of course to our boy joey over at blind knowledge on the blind knowledge network check it blindknowledge.com He's our promoter. He promotes us. He promotes a, val- a, a, a veritable pantheon of other shows as well. They got all kinds of stuff. There's also other nerdy stuff. There's stoner stuff. There's crime dramas. There's all kinds of fun shit over there. Go check out blindknowledge.com. And a special shout out to the boys, my favorite boys, over at Nerd Talk Plus. Check out Javier, Jose, and Jordan. And I think those are the three. Is there a fourth one? I don't know mystery, if I'm the getting this, flavor. the mystery, the mystery flavor. If I'm getting this wrong, please don't hate yeah. me. Boys. Um, <laughs> go check them out. Uh, I always make the joke that they are just like us, only American. And it's true. They are just like us. Um, and I think right now, Javier is still, still, and he's been at this for like two weeks now, putting together that Lego Millennium Falcon. <laughs> he's like almost done though. It's like, it's gotta be like, 90% done. I think it's he's only got like the last little bit to do that. And you can check them out on Twitch TV uh, slash Nerd Talk Plus. And you know what? Speaking of Twitch TV, you gotta check out our boy Ryan, Synthetic 7S. Man does fucking all kinds of stuff. He plays games and streams from Sundays to Wednesdays, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're still doing Spider-Man right now? Anything else? No, I've just been sticking to Spider-Man. I've kind of... Uh, uh, I get it. Like, we were doing uh, <laughs> Destiny on Tuesdays, and I've kind of moved away from that. As uh, Actually, until yesterday, I, including you, Alex, there was no raid team. And I don't want to just stream a bunch of like raid content when all I'm doing is Sherpas, uh, because right. I don't want to have a whole bunch of randoms just like in my stream, right? Um, so yeah, we've just been focusing on like whatever game we've been playing. It was Bioshock. It's now Spider-Man. And when I finish this, we'll be moving on to the remaster of Bioshock 2. Oh, damn. That's a good one. That was probably one of my favorites. I preferred Bioshock 2 over the original Bioshock, but I like Infinite more than both of those. Mm. I'm looking forward to it. I feel like that's a pretty hot taking the community. I don't think a lot of people liked Bioshock infinite that much but i loved all three i agree with you alex wholeheartedly all those games yeah Um, out of out of the like i said out of the two in the in the uh rapture series i definitely enjoyed two more than one i definitely preferred the setting of rapture over what infinite was but infinite had really good gameplay and story as well 
I'm wondering if we're ever going to get another Bioshock. Uh, there's rumors that there's one in development with cities it that is... are under each other or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like... kind of hoping they would just fucking say fuck it and, and go out to space. Yeah, that would be really like cool like too. like nineteen sixties space. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I could get down like with that. that. I would um, totally get down with that with like anti grav moments and all kinds of fun shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think um oh, who was the the studio head that his name sounded like the Maroon Five singer Adam Levine? Yeah, that was that was the name of the studio head that made all the Bioshocks. I don't think he's a part of oh, it anymore. That, is that not the singer? Sorry? Is that not the name of the singer? I thought that Maybe. was the name of the singer. Wasn't it like Ted Levine or Dan Levine? Or yeah, John it was Levine? something Mr. like that. Le- Mr. Levine. Mr. Mr. Levine. Yeah. Maybe they have the same name. Maybe they're the same person. Hey, oh, well. you don't need to have the same people to make the same game. <laughs> Halo is a prime example of that. It's not a great example, but it's a prime example. No, I know, but I, example, I, but, I think but something yeah, happened with the IP example. in that is like it, it was kind of on hiatus for a while uh, because of some legal logistics or something. But oh, well. um, yeah, hopefully it comes back. Fair I, enough. I think there's a show in the works, if I'm not mistaken. That would be interesting, but also a story for another day. Yeah. That being said, uh, anybody have any shout outs they want to do? Nope. Ryan? Nope, I got nothing. Again, check out Ryan, Synthetic7S, twitch.tv slash Synthetic7S. Check him out. Wink, wink. Sundays to Wednesdays. And uh, and definitely check out his watch parties. I was going to say our watch parties, but they're your watch parties because I can't always make them due to... They were our watch parties, What's comrade. A... Well, <laughs> no. They would be our if you were a part of them. If you weren't such a grandpa well... going to bed at like seven o'clock at night some of us work the next day but yeah yeah so do we we also have full-time jobs <laughs> so but, but i'm different no but i'm built different no <laughs> no just, just no ryan people want to find you on the internet where do they find you yeah like alex said uh you guys can find me on twitch but also on instagram at synthetic 7s hells yes ollie where do they find you kind of different every day i think i i walk around the city a lot so uh just instagram at oliver.hruiz <laughs> <laughs> fucking and if you want to find me you can on instagram and twitter on instagram at snurfin on twitter at the real snurfin and then you can also find the podcast of course not only on so many different podcasting i was about to say stations but that's not it networks You can find us on pretty much every network. We are literally all over the world at this point. We have listeners in India. That's crazy. Legit. Shout outs to the folks in India. Thank you so much for your listenerage, patronage. It's not really patronage because you're not paying. Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, you can find us as a podcast on the socials, on Instagram and Twitter, at NerdyNomicron. Of course, this concludes our episode. And as always, enjoy that outro music. Bang your head a little extra hard for us this time. Just cuz. And uh, yeah, until next time. Peace. See ya. Peace.